Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. And we're glad that you're here, and this morning is going to be an incredible time in God's presence. And as we uh, get ready for God's Word, I want to connect some dots, okay? The first Sunday of the month, we shared with the house the importance of simply following Him. There are so many distractions out there that you can get caught up thinking you're following, but when you begin to really assess and evaluate, you go, whoa, he's here and I'm going in all these directions, simply follow him. Well, how do we know that we're really following him? Last Sunday, the Holy Spirit brought to our attention the importance of embracing grace. Without God's grace, nobody would be here today. And without the pull of the Holy Spirit, you still wouldn't be here. I don't think we understand how powerful darkness truly is. And it will keep you from even enjoying being with others unless he is pulling, drawing you. So thank you for responding to the draw of the Holy Spirit. Now this morning we're going to work on this is God's house. It's not our house. It's not my house. It's not their house. It's his house. Jesus did a real cool story in regards to the change that had happened in the world system of that time. For example, they believe that if they could, if you'll study this passage of Scripture, you'll see that they thought if they were more like that out there, then they could all come in and it would just be a wonderful experience. Problem is, they brought things into the house. It wasn't their house. It was his house. And they didn't know that the real housekeeper was going to show up. Y'all remember that story? And the real housekeeper showed up, didn't he? And when he came in, did he clean house? He cleaned house, a big time. You know, a lot of times we think that Jesus was some kind of a weak kind of person. I don't know anybody else who would go to the cross for me, so he couldn't be that weak. But he was, if I can use this, and young people appreciate it, he was fired up, he was jacked up when he walked in there and saw that what the house was supposed to be, it wasn't. We, by nature, like to say we own. Let me break that down. These are my athletes. This is my team. This is my court. This is my school. This is my home. These are my children. We didn't create any of those. You didn't create those children either. It was just a moment of intimacy. God is the creator. Listen. If you want to understand the kingdom, understand that it's about stewardship, not ownership. We'll never be at his level. Hello? That's a dangerous thing. That's what, that's what Satan was wanting. And that's what he was trying to convince in the garden. Are you with me? If you do this and this and this, you'll be just like God. Come on now. I want you to see this morning that the body of Christ belongs to the one who paid for it. Okay, pastors don't pay for your salvation. Hello, priests don't pay for your salvation. 
The government can't pay for your salvation. A given president, though he may do what you like or he's not doing what you like, they can't pay for your salvation. Your ticket has already been punched. It's finished at the cross, but you've got to take and pick up that ticket and then remember that you're following Christ and you're not to follow anything that doesn't resemble him. That's huge. That's huge. And listen, I was in, uh, in the last 10 days, I've been in Lakeland, Palatka, and Lake City. I cannot tell you the number of churches all over the place, like within parameters, within blocks, within miles. Like, and I'm going, what in the world? Why is it like that? Well, I'm going to ask four questions this morning that he asked me to ask us to see if this is his house. And what does he want to do with this house? Oh, by the way, I want to skinny that all down. I want to bring it down to where you can see exactly you are not your own. You've been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify him. It has taken me years to understand That he created this. And there's no need to put it down or to try to change that. Now you go ahead and step out into the culture with that. It is a dangerous thing to realize that the creator put us in his image. But we don't like our image and so we're going to change creation. I told you we don't want to be God. I told you we want to be in charge. Since you're in charge, you think that you're in charge, unless you choose the route of suicide like the skating star just did on Friday, tell me the timeline when you're going to exit because you don't know that timeline because you're not in charge. He is in charge unless you choose to do what many are doing right now and they're turning the lights out on life. And that really shows how out of control that particular person really is. This is his house, but it really starts right here. This is his house. And how I treat this will be reflected on how I treat my wife. All right now. So this morning, there's four questions that we're going to look at in God's word so that you can answer the question, is this really God's house? Or is this just a place where people gather? Or I'll go somewhere else. Wherever you choose to go, make sure that these four terms are in that house. Otherwise, it may not be God's house. Hello? Hello? Let me explain it to you this way. I grew up in a different generation, okay? Of course, it was kind of crazy back there in the 50s and the 60s and all of that. But, man, we knew that that house we grew up in, that belonged to Daddy and Mama. And there were certain things that just were not coming in. Hello? And now it's almost like all windows are open, all doors are open, and anything and everything can come in. Our homes. And then we're also doing it in the body of Christ. Uh Uh-huh. And it really takes the anointing of the Lord to be able to ask these questions to see If this is his house, and I can assure you that it is, you'll be able to answer that as we go through this. I really would like for you to take notes this morning. 
Because when the day comes that I'm no longer preaching, I'm not just going anywhere. Because now I have an evaluation tool. And if I go in and these four are not operating, I'm not going back. Hello? There are athletes that are transferring right now in the football world. Okay? They want to go where they can play. They want to go where they feel connected. They want to to know that it's going to be in their best interest. Make sure that when you choose a house, it's in your best interest because his presence is there. Now, why would I say that? Because Jesus said that we are to be wise yet harmless. He also said that we are sheep that are going out among wolves. No, everybody's, we're all sheep. Okay, okay. Then you've never played outside your court. Because if you ever have to play on someone else's court, you're going to find out it's not like it was on your home field, your home court, however that is. For example, all of us can go back and consider teachers, educators, who were phenomenal, and we loved to be in their classroom. We felt connected. They were connected. And the results were we passed. I was talking to a student the other day, and they were all about the classroom and all about the teacher and and, and all of that. Listen, you've got to understand it's about you and Christ. That makes the difference. So let's see if this is his house. Question number one. These are all questions that the Holy Spirit gave to me that I'm sharing with you this morning. It's more of a teaching than preaching. So I want you to get this because your future is at stake. And our nation is is at one of the most dangerous times I've seen in the years I've been alive. It is polluted. It's being diluted. And it is being compromised. I'm talking about the nation. And it's that way on the nation level because it's that way at the state level. It's that way at the district level. It's that way in the communities. It's that way within homes. It's that way within hearts. Who is Jesus Christ? These scriptures, please. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is the fortress for life and eternity. I want to make sure that our young people and adults know that there's someone they really can turn to. And he is their fortress. These scriptures, please. Hebrews 13, 8. The young people will remember we did this a few weeks ago. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let me just pause right there to simply say, as the fortress of eternity, Jesus can still do today what he did when he was here. And he's looking for people who will cooperate with him. Our heads get in the way of the fortress. That's all I'm going to say about that. John 8, 58 says, listen closely, I'm telling you the truth. I'm always mesmerized when I hear Jesus, who's the embodiment of truth, saying, I'm telling you the truth. Well, there wouldn't be anything that would come out of his mouth that would be anything but the truth. Come on, church. And he's saying, I'm telling you the truth. Jesus replied, before Abraham was born, now the Jews freaked out on this, I am. Ladies and gentlemen, do you understand that when Jesus Christ was here, he was the exact representation of God the Father. He is your fortress. We look to people rather than look to him. 
<laughs> Let me break that down. One more verse, and then we're going to move. So how many like to stay in their comfort zone? How many like to know what's happening per day, per week? Yes, most of us? I would think so. So I was saying to the Lord as I was, it's nice to have a conversation, by the way. We talked about that Wednesday night. Before you talk to others, talk to him. Hmm. Listen closely. I was on my way uh, to Platt, because no big deal, been there, done all that. I was on my way to Lake City to a whole new location. And when I pulled up, I said, are you kidding me, God, again? God wants you out of your comfort zones so that you cannot rely upon Siri. That was fun this morning in our prayer time. So that you cannot rely on anyone but your fortress. There's not one person in this room that can get you out of this life to heaven except the fortress. And it's a great hymn that some of you ought to Google and read the lyrics to, He is a mighty fortress. So Jesus Christ was telling the Jews, y'all think Abraham's special? Guess what? I was around before Abraham was born. Do you understand that's what he was saying? He is your fortress. John chapter 20, verse 28 and 29 says, listen to Thomas, oh, doubting Thomas. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God, Jesus said to him, do you believe because you see me? How happy are those who believe without seeing me? So he got to see God, and he openly declared, wow, you really are my Lord and God. Thomas said that, doubting Thomas. But Jesus responds by saying, guess what? There's a group of people coming behind all of you disciples who will never get to see me in the natural, but they're going to be blessed because they believe I am the fortress. So make sure you're in a house that has Christ as the fortress. Above the voice of any pastor should be the voice of God. Oh, that'll preach. But I won't preach today. Come on now. Let me say that again. Above the voice of any parent should be the voice of God. <laughs> Above the voice of any politician should be the voice of your mighty fortress. <laughs> Second question. Question number one, who is Jesus Christ? Is he relevant to this house? Is it obvious that he's here? Number two, what is he doing? What is Jesus doing? I want to give you the second one. Listen, and I'm trusting God. Because, you know, listen, he, he, he's probably going to pull this up on your computer, which would be your brain. And he will say to you, if you end up in the ditch, don't you remember when my servant stood before you and said that these are the steps to know what is a house and what's not a house? <laughs> what is he doing? Listen, secondly, not only is he your fortress, but he is your foundational builder. I talked to Almond again this week, and of course we have ongoing dialogue, and he said to me, Coach, he said the number one problem in our schools is there's no foundation in the lives of our children. Well, that's because either A, parents don't have any, or B, they don't want to get the resources to build the foundation. Jesus Christ builds from the ground up. Jesus Christ builds from the ground up. Unfortunately for me, but now I can sing glory, glory, hallelujah. Back in the day, not only did we have to see big 
uh, events where tractors came in and backhoes came in and the basement was dug. And I thought, oh, yeah, now we can start laying the block. Then my dad would say, boys, get your shovels. It's time to dig the footer. I, I know this is boring, and that's why our nation is collapsing. So let's not cry when it collapses. Because that was fun watching them do all of the digging and getting the basement prepared. But I didn't realize on the first time around that now we have to go deeper and take our shovels and dig footers so we can pour the footers so we can lay the corners so the blocks can be laid. We just want a house. I just want to go to Badcocks or wherever, Ikea. I just want to go fill up the house. Have you considered what you're building it with? And that's what Jesus is going to talk to us about. He wants us to make sure that we're building with foundational tools. Just two verses. Remember now what the first one was. You'll know this is his house because there's a mighty fortress here. You will know that this is his house because there's a foundation that has been laid. Hello? 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11 says, For no man, hallelujah, can lay a foundation other than the one which has been laid, which is Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not building on Jesus Christ, he already told us that story, then you're building on the sand. And that mean, let, let me change that out, okay? Because we're not real familiar with sand, perhaps. We're building on the culture, and the culture is going to change, and you're going to change with it. I'm just prophetically telling you ahead of time. If you're living by the culture and the norms of the culture, when the culture shifts, you must shift. Because you have no foundation. Hey, hey, hold on here, boy. Let the Holy Spirit stay deep inside here. Hmm. Make sure that you're building on Jesus Christ. I know it's not always popular. But I'd rather have a sure foundation so that when the storms come in, I'm safe. Matthew 16, 18, please. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. Now listen, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Two things that should never happen. Now listen, I'm a person that has been rearranged, transformed, and changed by the Holy Spirit. So when I give you these two statements, I don't want you to get in attack mode because of poor decision-making on my part many, many years ago. Of course, God had to restructure and rebuild my life, and I did go through a divorce, but there's two things that God opposes for the norm. Number one, he doesn't like to see ministries close that he created. And number two, it would upset heaven if heaven reported that the covenant that Pastor Tom Grubb created for Robin and I had been broken because of rebellion, not towards her, but rebellion in me. Rebellion will destroy your foundation. Rebellion will destroy your foundation. <laughs> Let's talk about Peter. So Jesus said, hey, boys, who do, you, who, who, who do they say that I am? No, no, let me make it real clear. Boys, Peter, who do you say that I am? And Peter says, 
Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And out of that, now Jesus says, wow, you just made a rock statement. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. So let me, let me bring this down for a moment. Then we're going to talk about what can't be destroyed. I see I want to jump. I, man, I just get so, I, I can't jump. Let's talk about Matthew 16, 18 for a moment, okay? Young people, may I talk to you for just a moment? I know that they are in your inner circle, but ask yourself this question. Are they rock solid? Are they connected to the fortress? And are they building their lives? It's a good question. I, I wish I was in a different format so I could really break that down even more. Matthew 16, 18, Jesus says, Peter, because you now know that I am the Christ, the Son of the living God, which is a rock statement, I want you to know what I'm about to do with your life, even though you denied me, when I told you, you're going to have to listen to the rooster, even though you did all of that, I'm going to go ahead and put you back on track. But remember this, the gates of hell will not prevail. You can't, what I'm saying to you this morning is, your home, this house, cannot lose if you stay foundational. Hmm. Hmm. All right, let's go to the third question. Question number one was, who is Jesus Christ? He's your mighty fortress. He longs for you to call on him. Number two, what in the world is he doing? He's building a foundation. I've asked the Lord since we came here in 88, 1988. <laughs> Clarify. <laughs> what are you doing? Anybody ever else talk to him like that? No, really, what are you doing? I mean, there's all kinds of ways to phrase that. He is about foundational things. For example, we have two left in our family that have not yet met that special person. I know what God is doing, Robin. God is not only building their individual foundation, but he's also building the foundation within that young... Man, I don't want no girl in his life that has no foundation. I don't care if she... Can I be that real? Really? Just because you can lay down with a guy, that don't mean you have foundation. That just means you got honey, which will dry up. Oh, look at someone starting to hide. Because, like, see, we don't know how to keep it real and make it real. Man, I want someone who's going to step into his life, he's 18, who has a foundation. Why? Because if she has one and he has one and they have hard times, they're going to be just fine because they've got a foundation. This is Brittany's birthday. Good job right there. I even give it up for Florida State. Brittany is 30 years of age. This is her birthday today. She is still waiting on the Lord. She is a, she's got a sure foundation. She told me that this morning at 6 o'clock. Man, I don't want just anybody stepping. Man, if you don't have a foundation, I'll knock you out for trying to touch her. Now, how would you knock her out? I'd pray so like you wouldn't believe. I'll fast. I'll do everything I can. I'm not going to address it this way. But that, he doesn't he have a chance. Wow. Wow, the culture of the kingdom is so much different than the culture. Absolutely. It is absolutely different. It is absolutely different. What is he asking? Robin will remember these verses. We're almost done, guys. 
And I'm hoping, man, this doesn't make a bit of sense. Well, then you're going to go from chief of middle high school. You're going to go to that school. You're going to go to homeschool. You're going to go to virtual school. Why? Because there's no foundation. When you have a foundation, you just go, you know what? It doesn't even matter. Come on, Storm. I'm coming right through you. That's what I'm trying to help the young people see. They have to have a foundation. And who will help you build that foundation? A mighty fortress, Jesus Christ. Now, in 1990, I said, you know what? See ya. And the Holy Spirit said, really? I remember that. And we were actually, do you want to come full circle with me? We were at Steve Tyson's home. And we were having a Bible study out there on the golf course. Not on the golf course, that's where they lived. And the Holy Spirit, oh, by the way, he doesn't always give you what you want. That's part of the foundation. <laughs> he lays out John 21, 15. Listen closely. When they had finished breakfast, here comes Jesus and Peter again. Boy, he must have loved Peter. Jesus said to Simon Peter, uh, Simon, son of John, uh, just in case you didn't know, Jesus knows your relatives. Oh, he's so cool. Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to them, feed my lambs. Listen, don't ever be in a house where you're not fed. And, and listen real close. If you go to a house where they hand you a menu and you get to choose what you want to eat, just bypass church and go get to the cafeteria or just go ahead and get to the restaurant. There are days when God doesn't even give me a menu. He just gives me orders. Okay. All right. Okay. <clears throat> What's he about? He's the fortress who builds a foundation and he wants his people fed. Is everybody happy with their meal? Of course not. There are times, by the way, big round of applause. Everybody round of applause this, this morning. Come on, come on, come on. Joshua has a way with mama. Anybody else understand that? How they just, kids can kind of, thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. And mama does some special things in the kitchen. And she fixes a host of things. But you know what I do? I don't like everything she cooks. So I bypass. I won't tell you what it is. I bypass that. That's too southern. I don't need that. <laughs> She keeps trying to tell me, folks, just give up unless you're going to be around for another 30-some years. She's been working on me for over 30 years. This is good stuff. This is the way we were raised in the South. You need to really try this. I've, I mean, it's like record. And I bypass that. But listen, she makes a full meal, and it's up to us to take part of what has been prepared. Listen, it is the responsibility of the pastoral staff to be prepared and to put it out there. It's your responsibility to partake. I'm not changing. <laughs> She's looking at me like, God answers prayer in the morning. God answers prayer at noon. Yes, he does, but I still only want those certain items, okay? Now listen closely, please. Matthew chapter 10, verse 16, and then there's only one more question that he has, and then we'll, we'll close. Listen, Matthew 10, 16, behold, now here it is, Jesus is going, hello, 
Pay attention. Behold, I am sending you out as sheep into the midst of wolves. Now, unless you call him a liar, you might want to agree with that. And if you have not yet met any wolves, that's because I won't go there. Behold, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. My wife is a very wise woman because the shovel, for those that were here last week, the shovel is still by the front door. I don't know if she is after that snake or she is just ready. (laughs) I'm just, whatever, Lord, you just protect her, Father. May she never have the wrong idea for using that. (laughs) She actually texted Brittany. Can you believe this? She texted Brittany because she was concerned the other night about some stuff going on. Can I talk to you for a second? All right, cool beans. And she said, um, I'll tell you what, I'll bring a bat over. Not that kind of a bat. Joshua's bat. Josh, sorry, you didn't even know about it. So Brittany can't swing a bat. Jesus. And she was going to use that bat for anybody that was to break in, right? What am I talking about? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure right now you're thinking, man, he just went off. No, I did not. Listen, there are wolves out there. There are wolves out there. They don't look like they're wolves, but there are wolves out there. Ladies and gentlemen, there are wolves out there. Now, that doesn't mean you become, you know, schizophrenic about it, but you've got to know who you are. You've got to know who your fortress is. You must be aware that he is building your life, and he tries to feed you every day. When he gives you food that will be nourishment to your spirit, embrace that. When you embrace his word, it releases grace. So now let me talk to the young people for just a moment. I did this the other morning, and of course, Joshua was just so excited about it. Let's talk about wolves for a moment, okay? We're reading through the Bible, Old, New, Psalm, and Proverbs. Let me come down and talk to the young people. The Bible says, and Joshua can verify this, the Bible says that Joseph was handsome. I don't know what that would be like, but he was handsome. Also that he was fit, meaning he was stout, It looked like he had been working out. He was a man's man. Well, because of his family, his brothers, by the way, he always attacks the wolf in sheep's clothing. He will attack you. Well, so he's there in Egypt, and he's doing great things. He's got favor on his life, and all of a sudden, he meets this woman who's the wife of, come on, church, everybody say it, Potiphar's wife. And the Bible says she is a knockout. Okay? On a scale of 10, 0 to 10, she was a 12. That's how beautiful she was. I'm talking about wolves. I'm talking about sheep. Y'all know the story. And this is not against ladies or girls because there's been things that have gone the other way and guys have done this. So she gets aggressive and starts coming on to him. Like you all see at the school. I was there last year. You're really not going to the bathroom. Got other things you're on, on your mind. What, you think I was born last night? Y'all crazy. I was a teenager. I know what we used to do. I ain't talking about that. My sins are covered. You better get yours covered. <laughs> And she repeatedly is coming after him, coming after him, coming after him, coming after him, and won't let up. 
And so finally she kind of corners him and goes, I want to go to bed with you. I want to have sex with you. And he goes, think about his foundation. Think about the fortress. Think about he's going to get ready not only literally to feed people food, he's going to reunite and he's going to feed his fa- spiritual truths. Come on, church. And he goes, man, I, I, I'm going to kind of, you, you should go read it. Man, I'm, you are beautiful. You are a knockout. You're gorgeous. But if I was to do that, that's against your husband because he's put me in charge of everything. But I don't have any right to you. Who said you had right to that person out there? They were created in God's image, not your image. For him, not you. And so he goes, excuse me, this isn't going to work. Not only is this against your husband, but it's against my fortress. And so I hope you all are paying attention. He, he's out of there. But as he's going, she is held on to his coat and he leaves it behind. And you guys think we're that far ahead of the cultures of the past? She uses that against him. You all know that. And she says to her husband, uh, your main man, uh, Mr. Joseph, uh, I've got news for you. He's not who you think he is. See his coat? He tried to rape me today. It's in the Bible. <laughs> I told you there's wolves in sheep's clothing. And he went to prison for that. Come on, church. I'm almost finished. This is his house. This is God's house. You're being fed. Now, what you do with that is up to you. But we're living in a dangerous hour. I don't understand why girls would put themselves in those kind of situations or why guys would think, what I'm seeing on the outside, that's how she is on the inside. You might be crazy. You don't know what's going on in their hearts. You don't know what's going on in their minds. That could be a wolf in sheep's clothing. And you should be, those that have been here all these years that Robin and I have been here, you should be evaluating and assessing every week. Is he bringing the word? What is he doing? What are his expectations? Let's go back over it. Number one, he is a fortress for your life. He will build you from the ground up. That's foundational. He wants his people fed. Every time they gather, he wants them fed. And now the last one. What are his expectations? That we be found faithful. In case you didn't know, all the key words start with the letter F. If the pastor is not faithful, what are you doing in the house? I already told you the story of the individual in my family lineage who did not want separation from her husband, though her husband was cheating on her and bringing home all kind of viruses. She didn't want to see that in. I'll tell you what, there's a time to clean the house up. I'm talking about that as an illustration. You had better be where there is faithful leadership and it's in this house. And now we close with these scriptures. Faithful to the end. Listen closely, please. Second Chronicles 16.9. For the eyes of the Lord, listen closely, of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Please don't cut that scripture in two. 
He is looking throughout the land, but he's looking for those whose heart will be loyal to him. Another word for being faithful is loyal to Jesus Christ. Church, I want this to be so real for you. I grew up in the Christian and Missionary Alliance. I was going to be a pastor in that ministry because my daddy was there for 60 years. But because of my backstage lifestyle which I chose, hello, and I went through a bunch of stuff, which many of you have gone through. The alliance said, see ya. Don't want to be ya. We don't have divorced men here. God was trying to rearrange me to where I would begin to see you alone will be my fortress. He was waiting for that. Not a denomination, not a group of leaders. You alone are my fortress. You alone I can count on in my going out and coming in. So then I kind of settled down and I said, well, I'd like to be a part of the Assemblies of God. Because back in that time frame of the 80s and the 90s, the Assemblies of God, if you didn't know, were on the cutting edge of everything exploding nationally and worldwide. So I was on staff. Hello. But it was my dream. It wasn't a God but that's where he wanted me. And so I'm thinking, okay, now I'll be a pastor in the assemblies of God. Guess what? Same response. Some of you have been set to the sideline too long. I'm saying to you, God wants to resurrect you off the sideline, put you back out on the playing field of life. And if you will let him be your fortress and build that foundation and you will let him feed you and be faithful, you'll be amazed at what God will do for you. Have you got it? (laughs) Now, let's tie it all together because it's time for lunch without all the things that you don't want to (laughs) eat. Proverbs 26. Many a man proclaims his own loyalty, but who can find a trustworthy, faithful man? Now look, young people, I know your hormones are raging. I mean, I'm 95 and mine still rage. But listen, loyalty and trustworthy and faithful, those are all combinations that he's looking for as he builds the foundation in your life. And by the way, there are no shortcuts when he wrote it. Proverbs 28, 20, in closing. A faithful man will abound with blessings. Let me read it again. A faithful man will abound with blessings. So let me tell you what I see over this ministry. Blessings all over this entire ministry. Because I know that a fortress has been established, Jesus Christ. I know not only that there's a fortress, but I also know, according to Scripture, listen, that he, the fortress builder will build a strong foundation not only in this house but in your lives he's doing it right now you're under construction and then oh check it out when you get exhausted and you're weary and you can't take another step he goes here's a fresh loaf of bread and when I'm done feeding you there's going to be 12 baskets left behind so that you will know my presence goes before you. Come on, church. And then the greatest thing, the greatest thing that I can be able to pass to you, which was passed to me, 
is that we can extend to family members and to those colleagues and those that we meet faithfulness 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 you had no F's when you were in school either that's true or it should have been true but I gave you four F's this morning not on your report card he wants to be your fortress not sports since you and I kind of like sports right he wants to build you his way not your way nor your friend's way call Brittany sometimes it's lonely but it's worth it as he has been feeding you he wants you to feed others your style your way just how you do it break it down to him and feed others the way he has fed you and then above all He just wants you to continue to do what Kelly and you did together. Just be faithful. Just be faithful. To the house, to your home, to his heart. That's what he wants. So now this morning, all of that to bring you to this. I would like for all of our... Look at sharp today. Um, the gym will be open again this week. I missed you. <laughs> I owe you one. <laughs> don't take that hard, man. Because I don't mean that that way. Just... I'd like for our leadership team, those that are able to be here today, leadership team, if you'll come and stand here. Because you got to know who are those who have helped build this house which belongs to him. Leaders, if you'll come and stand here in front of your family. leadership team and I know there's going to be some new leaders that are going to be coming in in 2019 but if our leadership team will come up and then I also need our elders if they'll come up no hiding in the back Lord Jesus come on up a little bit there you go Carl if you'll come on up you're one of the elders Pastor B is here. Our executive pastor, I need for him to come up. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.